Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson, and my co-host is Sean Strauss. In this episode, we catch up once again with unbeaten Minnesota boxer Tony Woods, who's preparing for his July 23rd boxing match at Grand Casino Hinkley. Woods, who is 10-0 with eight knockouts, is expected to be on the televised portion of the top-ranked boxing Repaz Boxing event, which will be streamed live on ESPN+. Woods will face Daryl Chisel Jones in a middleweight showdown. In the following interview, Woods talks about his preparation for the big fight and offers his take on some of the top boxing stories of the day. I hope you enjoy the interview. Well, hey, we are pleased to be joined by one of our favorite guests here on the podcast. He's been on a number of times, undefeated Minnesota boxer by way of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Tony Woods. Tony, welcome to the podcast again. It's always good to to hear your voice and, and see your friendly face. How's, uh, how's it been going? Been, uh, it's been great, man. Uh, camp's been going good. Uh, can, uh, couldn't ask, uh, couldn't ask for too much more, man. All right. Yeah. We see you're sporting the war cap. So, uh, you oh, yeah, your game face on, you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Then, uh, been looking forward to, uh, this type of uh fight for a while so um, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good show we were just talking before we started rolling here on the interview that the war cap for those of you who don't know was made famous by one of the greatest middleweights of all time marvelous marvin Hagler. he wore that cap in the build-up to his fight with tommy hearns epic fight in 1985 one of my favorite fights of all time to this day one of the greatest so, fights to watch of all time for sure. I've watched it a handful of times. Yeah, you can't beat that. So um, yeah, they you... went. They went to war. Round one to round. What was it? Seven ended. Third round. Third round. Was it third? I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was longer than that. Was it third? Third, third round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he I caught was... him with that. He caught him with that right, and then he was. Yeah, he didn't get back up. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tommy had to go for the knockout in the first round. He changed his strategy is what I understand because of a, I don't know if he had felt like he had hurt his hand or something like that, but he, he just decided he had to go for the knockout right away and almost got it. In the yeah, first he round, did. He, then... he, yeah, he, he, he definitely rocked him. He hit him with a couple, a couple of nice, nice right hands that, but Hagler was just a monster, man. He was just, he was just going to come, come. He's going to wear you down. He had, he had a really good boxing ability for his style. A lot of, a lot of people would think he was more of a, more of a bang, more, more of a, more of a puncher than a boxer, but he was really, he he could actually box when he was on the inside. Yeah, he could do it all. He's one of those old school guys who just paid his dues, fought some really tough guys on the way up. Oh yeah. Earned it, earned it the hard shot. way. Yeah, didn't get his title shot until long after he really deserved it. And then he right. was good on it. And when he was done, he was done for good. And he did he proved, I mean, he really I mean he went to I mean, he was one of them guys who went to he was going to hostile territories, guys backyard and beating them. Like and he was beating guys who were like could like really were real fighters, pure fighters, pure boxers, and would beat them and dominate them. He was a great fighter. Hagler was one of those guys who, who who really earned it the hard way. He he went. He had to go to the guys' backyard, guys that nobody else wanted to fight, and he'd go. He he went there and fought those guys. Fought the guys that everybody everybody was was supposed to be a boogeyman and beat them. And there's not a lot of guys, not a lot of guys that that are willing to do that. Especially now, nowadays it seems like nobody wants to lose their unbeaten record, and he. Took oh, a yeah, no. losses had a couple draws and he just kept right on going i think at least one of those decisions that went against was pretty bogus from what i understand yeah one i think i want to say one is his first one is his first title shot or his first real, oh yeah real shot he he got uh he, he lost a decision that was 
Very that controversial. Everybody thought he won. Yeah, he got fleeced in that one. It was actually against Vito Antifermo. It was ruled a draw. Most people thought he yeah. won the fight, myself included. But of course, Antifermo kept the title on a on the draw. So yeah, but yeah, I could talk about marvelous Marvin all day. But hey, let's talk about your fight. Let's do it. Coming up on July 23rd, we're less than two weeks away now as we speak. It seems kind of crazy. Summer's just going by way too fast. But Yeah, I know, right? But uh, yeah, tell us about it. You're fighting a guy named Daryl Chiseled Jones, from what I understand. What do you know about Daryl Jones? Uh, I don't know much about him. I know he's been in there with uh, some, tough, some, tough, some tough opposition. Uh, he's, he's a he's a he's a durable guy. I mean, he's a he he he's a guy who believes he can win. He's gonna come. He's gonna come to put on a show. He's gonna come. To, he's gonna come to fight. Uh, he's actually a pretty solid boxer. He's probably one of the more more better boxers I fought up until this point. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm, uh, I think it's gonna be a great show. I think I think uh, it's gonna be a great match for me. I I I'd say it's probably my toughest fight to date. Really. Well, that will be interesting. And as we were saying before, I understand from some posts I've seen on Facebook from One Two Boxing that your fight will indeed be televised on ESPN Plus. Is that correct? It will be. Yeah, it will be streamed on ESPN Plus. So it'll be it'll be on the 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 live undercard. Okay. Before the before they air the actual event, uh, the actual I think the featured three bouts on uh, ESPN. Okay. And is this your first time on ESPN or a platform like yeah, that? Yeah, this, this would be this would be my first time on major on a major streaming platform. Yes. Second time, yeah. second time fighting on a on a on a a bigger a bigger promotion. I debuted mm-hmm. on I debuted on Showtime. On the oh, Showtime right, card. right, so, right. This would be my second time fighting on a major promotion. Yeah, so that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty exciting. Rank is, um, it was kind of sudden i think you know i don't think anyone really knew this was coming and then all of a sudden it was like whoa top rank card up there and then slowly but surely we've seen a lot of minnesota guys get added to the undercard which is awesome oh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be cool uh wait i had, I had heard some uh whispers about it uh coming in early uh early early spring uh but it was nothing was set in stone and then eventually it just kind of was like oh yeah boom here it goes we're uh they're getting top rank up there, so it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun, man. Um, this is gonna be my first. This is my first time going to a I, uh, going to a top rank promoted show. So I've been to I've been to Showtime a couple Showtime cards. I've been to a Fox card and PBC at the Armory, obviously. But this will be my first time being at a top rank show. So being able to be on the card is gonna be a, is actually a pretty big uh pretty 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 uh big deal. For me. Yeah, I wonder if Bob Arm will make an appearance. Yeah, that'd be uh, really cool. He's yeah. pretty amazing. 90 years old and still going strong. I think he's 90, isn't he? Something like that? Yeah, yeah I believe so, yeah. I'll say 90. Yeah, that's going to be different. You know, we've been to shows at Hinkley before, but not uh, not a top rank one. At least I haven't been uh, to a top rank one. So I think they used to do uh, ESPN Friday Night Fights there occasionally um, in the past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is going to be cool. I'm excited about it. Um, always great time going up to Hinkley. Uh, the crowd's always super pumped and into it. It's always powerful. Oh yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, not to mention, I mean, we're getting some world championship level guys in the house, right? We got the main world boxing organization, the WBO, the international featherweight title is on the line between Joet Gonzalez and Isaac Dogbo. Um, right now, Box Rec only lists the main event and the semi-main event. The semi-main events: Gabriel Flores Jr. versus Giovanni Cabrera. Um, it's not listed in any of the other matchups, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but to my understanding, you know, we mentioned that some of the other Minnesota uh, guys on the card, I think, came and Adi's going to be fighting Jimmy Barnes, going to be fighting Colton Warner. Um, who else do we know that's on the card? Isn't Dennis Reyes on the card? Oh, you're right. Dennis Reyes, actually. I don't know who he's facing. He's fighting. He's fighting uh, my uh, stablemate from Iowa Golden Gloves, uh, Antonio Morales. Oh, nice. Yes. 
It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good fight. I, I'm looking forward to it. Another guy that uh, not a Minnesota guy necessarily, but um, a guy that we saw recently that I believe is also going to be on the card was um, Colton's last opponent, that Anthony Garrett. Um, really? Beat at Canterbury. I thought I saw on his Facebook that he's going to be on that card. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Um, after he lost to Colton, he made it sound like he was going back to MMA or Muchire or something. But um, if he's there too, that's cool. Cause he was a really nice guy. And even though he lost, he put up a good fight um yeah he did he did what can, what can you tell us about how training camp's going right now um are you still kind of doing the same mo like before you were you're working with Corey rodriguez right and uh jesse vargas or sorry jesse why can't i think of his name garza garza yeah i'm yeah so i got not being able to remember his name he's minnesota royalty in the corners here sorry uh-huh. jesse oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah um but yeah you're working with those guys and uh i think you made firehouse your your main gym, right? Yeah, so I find this is my that's my that's my that's my main hub for my gym. It's like my second home. And I see, you know, you're doing work over at work gym. Um, I got yeah. over there once uh, to do an interview with uh, Robbie Lloyd before that Canterbury show, so I got to actually see yeah. the inside of a uh, work. That's a cool little facility where people uh, don't really mess around. <laughs> they, get yeah, it's all, it's a, they call it they call it work for a reason because it's all work when you get there. Coach, Coach, Coach Delico don't don't he he's, he knows his stuff, man. And he's it, it, he's gonna make sure you're in shape. If you're, what was if you're his in name? Because that's the third man in your corner, right? Is the guy from yeah, Work uh, again? Delico. 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 Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I want to make sure we give him some some uh some pro, what do you call it rep <laughs> or something? <laughs> some yeah. exposure, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, man, he's real real big staple in my uh in my in my camp and in my team. Uh, I he makes sure I'm in, I'm in the best best uh, best shape I possibly can be in for uh, any situation. It's uh it's uh, it's a great time I enjoy going down there. So I think uh, not to be biased, but I think I I personally have the best team in, in, in boxing right now in the in the in the, in the Minnesota area. I think I, with the, who I have in my corner and the guys that I and the experience that my my team has, I just I don't think it gets too much better than that. No, it's very well rounded. That's for sure. Yeah, Tony. Tony, at what point did you know that you would be on this card? And do you just—I know you stay in shape pretty much all the time, but when you find out you're going to be on a card like this, how much time do you usually need to prepare for a fight of this nature? And and how does that change your approach to training once you realize that you're going to be? A part of this big card at the uh at, in hinkley uh it, i mean my approach is always the same i, I stay i always stay stay working stay in the type of shape i never allow myself to get too out of shape or too overweight so and i i i, I like i said going coming into the spring i i had heard uh early whispers of of, of the possibly my head top ranked show at the Hinkley. I knew my next fight was going to be Hinkley because I knew Hinkley was going to they, they were planning on throwing, I think, at least one or two more shows this year. So my, my team told me uh, my next fight would be either six or eight rounders. So I just, I just stayed, I stayed training, stayed ready. And then uh, when, it, when it first got announced, we didn't know if it was going to be a six or eight. So I started training for this, I started training for this fight, uh, real actual training camp eight weeks out so i've been in training camp for six weeks now okay and then they then they then once it was announced that it was a top rank card we we knew we were more likely going to be fighting a six rounder so mm-hmm. so the, the, this one i mean i, I mean with with everything that comes with this show with it being top rank espn plus and and, and everything yeah, we've been working harder than harder than as hard as we can, I can't really say it's harder harder than any other time because I always I I feel like I work as hard as I can every time I'm, I I enter camp. Sure. But uh, we're putting we're we're making sure we're we're leaving no stones unturned for this. We want to we want to make sure we put on a good show. You know what I'm saying for uh for everybody tuning in. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of people uh around the world around the world actually watching this possibly. So I want to make sure I uh, leave a leave a good impression. Yeah, and this is a this is a six round fight, right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the the length of the the training camp and all that, and you know, um, 
the kind of the, the stakes being raised with it being top rank um, in ESPN plus, um, you know, you've been slowly progressing, like, you know, um, as far as like just how all fighters do when you first start, right. You got to start building up rounds and then, you know, increasing yeah. the, uh, the, the competition level, right. You know, you, you know, everyone sort of works their way up and everyone does it at a different level, depending on, you know, their amateur pedigree and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. what's, what's the plan, you know, going forward? I mean, is there a tentative plan like X amount of fights and then this is kind of where you want to be, or is it just, always keep grinding and then just be ready, you know, no matter what, and then just grab the opportunity when it comes. I mean, um, you know, is there uh, is there reaching too far, you know, like if, if an opportunity came, you know, you don't want to overreach, I guess, you know, if you're not ready for like all of a sudden world level and then, you know, just get shut mm-hmm. down. Um, Cause that's kind of something that, you know, I think in Minnesota has happened sometimes. Like when I mentioned those ESPN Friday night fight cards where we'd have guys that would make it to that level and then they get on the, that you know the tv stage where everyone's like oh we got a guy on tv and then it's like then they lose and you're like oh man (laughs) you know um like i I love joey abel and i don't mean to throw him under the bus but um he's one you know where i think of where he got you know he'll he'll go anywhere fight anybody you know he's a road warrior um but you know when he got that areola fight for instance you know it's kind of like oh crap (laughs) you know he fought Mm -hmm. areola you know um, and he's just one of many examples you know i can i can think of um but is there pulled a, off some upsets too though so oh, absolutely and like i said i'm not trying to pick on him yeah. uh, it's kind of something that it like i said i think minnesota fighters in the past have kind of gotten a bad rep for you know or we get glossed over people don't think much of us you know in the midwest for some reason even though we got a good good stable of fighters here but you know um it seems like you, some of the guys you got to move out of state to go get you know good sparring and stuff like that like rob brand i think was an example of that like he got out of the state and went and worked with guys like the charlos down in texas and um terrence crawford and the likes you know um to help step his game up um truax i think is one of the few um where i can think of where he not only did he stay here you know and work here um but he made it to that top world level um you don't you don't see it too often um and like I said, I'm not, I'm a super huge Minnesota fan, so I'm not trying to bash Minnesota fighters, but I just am curious about like the, the, the modern day thought process of like, you know, how, how are you moving your career along, you know, um, like, and what's the end goal? Like, is it to be world champ, you know, is it to get a strap, <laughs> you know, like that's. Oh yeah. Uh, I think uh, for me, it's always been about being a world champion. I mean, like, I think at any, 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 any young kid that joins boxing at the age that I that I started boxing, I mean, yeah, being world champion is 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 everything. That's 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 what that's what you do it for. But um, as far as advancing my career, I, I I leave that to my team. I mean, like they know my team knows Eric. Everybody knows they know that there's no there's no challenge that I that I'll turn down. They know I I, I trust them wholeheartedly, and I I, I feel like. I can, I, I, whatever decision they want to make and moving forward in my career, I, that's the, that's the best decision for me. So I just do my part as a fighter. I don't get into the business side of it. I just, I train and I work and I, I'm ready when I need to be. What about as far as just titles, you know, like, uh, I, you know, you're one of your corner men, Corey, you know, he was state yeah. champ, you know, like you mentioned, you know, you got a great corner. Um, and I was, I was thinking about that before we started this, you know, this call about, the different state champs like right now and as much as i love minnesota boxing and stuff i'm like who the hell are they <laughs> you know like and i hate, yeah, I hate it that, but at the same time like right now if you were to ask a majority of minnesota fight fans like who is the current state champ in the different weight classes i don't know and i don't know um if you know which ones are vacant and all that kind of stuff but is that something you'd be interested in doing like you know as a, like sort of a progressing up like to capture a state title uh, of course. I mean, I, I, I'm ready for whatever t- opportunities are await me. And uh, if that was, if that's in, if that's in the cards or that's something we're looking to do, then I'll be, of course, I'll be ready to go when, the, when that opportunity comes. But as far, I mean, and as far as, as far as that, it's a situation where you just got to, pro- you got to progress and take and take the opportunities as they come. A lot of guys, and I have, I thought like this happens for a lot of guys, even like, uh, like some of my guys back, back, back home in Iowa, it's a situation where, they get an opportunity like this one I have here to fight on top rank and on ESPN plus, and that's enough for them. 
they feel as though, okay, oh, I made it to TV. Like, that's their big moment. And then they sometimes they're just they don't either they they don't they don't feel like they live up to it, or they don't work hard enough, or they are they 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 they're okay with that, so they settle with that. So then they end up losing, and then that's their moment, and then they kind of just go downhill. A lot of guys aren't prepared. I mean, luckily for me, I have a great team and uh, manager who who who's moving me along the right the the right way and putting me in, putting me in the in the perfect situations. For me to 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 be successful and and, to, and advance my career, but some guys just they settle. You know, what I'm saying a lot of guys, especially where we're from, we don't get exposure in the Midwest like that. Not the guys, in places like Iowa, places like Minnesota. You know, what I'm saying Nebraska, Wisconsin, we don't get. I mean, we uh, we don't get the exposure like Cali fighters and Florida fighters and New York fighters and DC fighters and Philadelphia fighters. To where these are really big fight. You know, what I'm saying boxing, boxing uh, states. To where they get more exposure, they get more of the of the of the bigger fights. They have more fighters. They get more of the of the boxing fans and the media and the pro fighters from there and and uh, and, and the big shows. So it, it so when you do bring a, a show like Top Rank to to somewhere like Minnesota, it's like guys, everybody wants to be on it because they think it's a it's it's the it's the only opportunity from the to to the only way they're going to get to the next level. So. I think it's just I think it's just uh, having a good team and, and and making the right and making the right move and being ready for the moment when it when the, or being ready for the opportunity when it presents itself. And I feel like uh, every time an opportunity like this has presented itself to me in order to, and, and take advantage and, and and advance myself, I've always I've always been prepared for. It. Yeah, I'm excited to see this fight and to see. You're well known, of course, Tony, to Minnesota fans and fans in the upper Midwest. It'll be really cool to see you go to that, get that higher profile, that bigger platform on ESPN Plus. And uh, I'm excited about that and excited about for the fans across the country and even across the world, as you said, to see you in action. So that's just really cool. Um, but I want to ask you about this fight's at middleweight, 160 pounds, right? Is that correct? <laughs> I think I saw on box rec, and I should know this, but you and your opponent are both listed on box rec as super middleweights. Uh, can you, because it seems to me you've fought most of your career at middleweight, isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I question the same thing all the time. I don't know when they'll change that. I, I am a middleweight. I, 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 my plan is to fight middleweight. I'll be a middleweight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For as long as I can make that weight. So that man, it's just a matter of just box rec updating it. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as my opponent, I'm not sure. I, I, I know he's fought light heavy a couple times I, from the, mm-hmm. my understanding. So I, I I really I'm not sure for him, but I know for me is though it just haven't changed. I know when I started my career. I started at super middleweight, working my way down because I fought okay. 78 in the amateurs. So I fought okay. 170. I fought light heavy in the amateurs, so I fought my way down to 60. We just progressed mm-hmm. down. So that's just a matter of them just updating the box rec and changing that. But sure. uh, yeah, no. As far as as far as uh as far as I, I'm concerned, I'm I consider myself a middleweight. And you can still make 160 pretty comfortably. Is that right? Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's no, no, no issue at all. I haven't had trouble making 160 pretty much any time I've had I've had to make it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you definitely uh, you you hit the nail on the head, Brian, when you were talking about uh, the world. And you know, Tony, you mentioned this too that there's going to be people from around the world watching this on ESPN Plus, and it's pretty awesome for Minnesota. You know, not only did we. Uh, um, you know, or do we have this card, but we also recently had the Showtime card, you know, that you mentioned at the Armory, Tony, um, <laughs> where we had Tim Zoo. we had the world watching, you know, all over, um, and they've been here twice this past year, um, Even like maybe coming back again in the fall. Um, mm-hmm. so pretty, pretty awesome for Minnesota, you know, big year. Um, other than, you know, the, uh, I guess the, the, maybe the nerves of TV, you know, <laughs> or stuff like that. Um, you know, it sounds like, you know, you're ready, you know, it sounds like you've got your, you you said you got your good team. You're already in shape. You're ready to roll. You got your war cap, (laughs) you know, you got the right mentality. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, we got a lot of other good Minnesota fighters on the card that are going to make it fun. Um, so, you know, you're going to have a lot of fans in the house. 
Um, Hinkley has been booming uh, this this year also for fights. Um, not only did they have uh, recently an all-Indigenous tournament up there for uh, Indian boxing, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I attended that. Now we've got this coming weekend. We've got the, uh, the Golden Gloves is going to be held there. They're going to be there for three days on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I see a lot of Minnesota folks are going to be up there, um, which is great because I know in the past when it was held at uh, Walker, um, it's a little bit further for the folks in the Twin Cities to make it. And it seems right. like a lot more folks that live in the Twin Cities that are planning on making the trip up to Hinkley. Um, are, are you or anyone in your team planning on being up there? You know, you got any um, fighters that you're friends with that you're supporting that are going to be fighting? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll be there, actually. Uh, uh, Lisa, I want to say. Is it Lisa that Yep. does the uh, Upper Midwest? Yeah, they. Uh, so she she reached out to me. Uh, me and Corey are going to go up there Sunday, and I'm, I'm going to – I think they're going to have me pass out some awards and stuff for the finals. But uh, so I'll be up there Sunday. I'll be up there Sunday for the finals. But uh, I got a couple. I got a couple. Couple people uh, up there fighting. And uh, I know Knowledge Johnson from uh, Firehouse. He's fighting. So I'm looking forward to see him uh, go up there and be up there supporting him. I know uh, guy who came down to spar, Jared Bradford. I think he's 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 fighting. He's fighting 168. So uh, my buddy Garrett from Northside. So yeah, I got a couple fighters I want to go up there and see. It's gonna, I'm excited to see uh see a see fight, man. So I'll be uh I'll be there in uh full sport. I know we got Hall of Famers coming up um with uh, Anthony Bonsante, Matt Vanda are gonna be in the house for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're gonna be there all days, but I know they're planning on being there. Um Mark Nelson, obviously world class referee. Um yep. he just refed last night. On, yeah, he uh, just refed last night. Yeah, he, he got they, he flies around so much. Every time I I watch fights, mm-hmm. I, I swear I see Mark. The last time I talked to him, I told him that my dad uh, says that he's the Russ Amber, uh, you know, of uh, <laughs> because, you know, every time you look in a corner, it seems like Russ Amber is in a corner and uh, yeah. as a cut man. And, you know, he's not only that, but then all the fighters are wearing his gloves, the rival gloves and stuff. And yeah, I, yeah. I told Mark that, you know, what my dad said and kind of chuckled. And it's like, yeah, every time we turn the TV on, you're in the, in the ring. He's got a, a you know what he doesn't normally do amateurs i guess so that's pretty pretty awesome for these guys to have a world-class some of their fights he said he had to bring in someone i think he's bringing in someone from chicago or somewhere to help him out um to because it's gonna be a lot of fights to do (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah of course apparently that's somewhere we're lacking if we have uh you know people listening to this that are interested in you know getting involved in minnesota boxing it sounds like uh referees are an area where we could probably use use some youth um that to get interested in that and to pursue that you know um just getting certified apparently is not enough right it takes practice and we've got in the world here with with mark nelson um so if anyone wants to get into that i would say reach out to the uh, uh upper midwest and and get cracking on that in usa boxing but but anyway getting back to you and and your fight so that'll be this coming weekend is the golden gloves and then the following weekend is going to be the top ranked card. So it's going to be oh, yeah. Hinkley Hinkley and boxing, boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a great time. Talking about the, the fights briefly on Showtime last night that Mark was on, did you watch much of that card at all? Uh, I caught the tail end of the Frank Martin fight. That was a good, yeah, very good stoppage for him. Very good uh, technical knockout. And uh, I watched some of the main event. And then, oh yeah, I watched I watched the Brandon Figueroa too. Brandon Figueroa is uh, he's I enjoy watching man. He uh he brings fireworks. That was a really good fight too. He's excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a very action packed fight. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, interesting when when Mark was being announced in that fight and they talked about him quite a bit, you know, and gave him a lot of praise. Um, I think they said something like. 800 some like fight that it was i can't remember like i'll have to go back and watch it but when they they listed like what fight it was for him like and um it was oh, how many, yeah, how many it was like I wonder, how many rounds i wonder if it's how many rounds he's read he's read i don't know um but it's a lot <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah i think then they said later it, they said like a number like 150 or something like that maybe it's in the hundreds i think for um it's- I can see it being like I can see it being like 150 fights reps and then 800 800 some rounds. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, 
other than other than that uh i was definitely wanted to touch base with you about uh we normally talk about guys like uh, the monster um you know and in, in the oh, yeah. division um and oh, it's yeah. been a while since we've talked and i was wondering did you see uh rung Vasai lose in his last fight to that uh gosh why can't i think of his name right now i think it's gonzalez um this new new uh, superfly demolition man oh man you got like round eight i think and uh rung did and yeah now everyone wants to see chocolatito fight this guy um and i i know you're a fan of that division so i was gonna ask you about it but i want to say i want to say was it was that fight with that bam that bam bam what's what's his i'm not actually super familiar with that guy it's a mexican guy wasn't it yeah that that knocked he ended he up knocking him out or whatever. I didn't actually watch that fight, but I heard it was good. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't tune into that one. It was it was a shocker, <laughs> but I heard it was a good fight. But yeah, yeah, I that that division like, that division you know, that division's on fire right now. I think uh, I'm, I'm I'm anxious to see after watching uh, Noya put away Donaire the way he did this 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 last time. Yeah, that was. I'm, 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 I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to him moving up to uh, 122. I like. I, I think. I think the fight to be made right now is him and is him and uh, Stephen Fulton. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, I, I, and I'm gonna be at odds in that fight because I really like Stephen Fulton too. I think Stephen Fulton is. He's not the biggest puncher, but he can go in there and, hit, and he's willing to fight any fighter in their element, and he finds a way to win. So. I think that'd be a very, uh, very intriguing fight. I'm looking forward to that one. Hopefully, that one gets made after uh, Noya finishes unifying the uh, super bantamweight division. Yeah, we were our bantamweight division here at the Armory. Uh, yeah, he was a really nice guy. Um, we mm-hmm. got to talk to him at the post fighter uh, press conference and stuff. And man, he really seems like a nice guy, and uh, that he enjoyed being here in Minnesota too. Um, oh yeah, said he got a lot of love. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe if that fight happens, maybe we'll get it here. That'd be great. Yeah, he's a pure 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 boxer. I, I actually watch a lot of footage of him, and he, his boxing is is insane. The monster's too big for us, though. I think uh, as much as I would love to see that here. Oh but, yeah, no, that's a Vegas. Like, that's definitely a Vegas. <laughs> that's definitely a Vegas fight. So definitely uh, a Vegas fight. And uh, Derek Chisora had. Won a split decision oh, yeah. on his own, right? Yeah, I heard that was a good fight. I didn't, I didn't tune him out because I didn't know that fight was going on. He yeah, it was like, early. I've seen his like resume. I've seen yeah. his resume. I think I've seen his resume today on social media. It's insane, man. He's fought everybody in yeah. the heavyweight division. Parker twice, Fury twice, uh, Dillian White twice. He fought uh, uh, Klitschko. He's fought uh, – who else did he fight? Uh, David Price, he fought. He's fought everybody. Yeah, now he's calling out Wilder. Yeah, yeah. some of that. I mean, he, he he almost has to complete it. You almost got to fight Wilder. He fights Wilder I means he probably has one of the best heavyweight resumes out there mm-hmm. in the modern era. Yeah, and it's point. it'd be amazing. As much as you know, you want to see that fight here in the U.S. Um, I, I I'm Wilder and. Chisora is so huge in the UK. It's like go fight in a stadium filled oh, yeah. with 90,000 people over there because yeah, no Wilder would draw a ton over there. Um, yeah. And Chisora's got a you know a ton of fans too. But um, yeah, yeah, and I, it's funny you got the war cap on. He always has war on. I don't know if you notice that or not, mm-hmm. but like he's got it built into like whatever clothing he's got. It's always on. Like anything oh, yeah. he's got for his fight camps, it's always war. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it is, man. When you get when you step into between the ropes, that square circle, it's either it's either you or him. Mm-hmm. I know if it's me, it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> you looking right forward on. to any other fights coming up? Uh Canelo. I'm looking forward to the. I'm, I'm not really looking forward to the to to Canelo and Triple G. I just like to watch Canelo fight. I actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm after after the Canelo and um, Baval fight. I'm looking forward to the Arthur uh, Benavides. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah. And Bavall. I, I that's the fight I'm hoping. That one, if I can get that fight made and I can get the Crawford and Spence made, oh, I, yeah. I'll be happy I'd be I'd be a happy camp for the rest of the year. I, I agree with you. Better better be up. Them two better. them two fights would be great. Yeah, they talked. Yeah, I don't uh, understand. Spence like, at I, the Showtime last night, and it it didn't really make me feel better. I guess uh, you know what what he said to Jim Gray. He was saying if it happens, you know, like and he he wants it to happen. He said, but and I, if it happens, he said it'll happen this year. But then there's other quotes where he's like, if it doesn't happen, like you know, this year, like it's never going to happen. I think honestly, I, I, I think the fights aren't made. I think they're just waiting to say something. Because if you, to me, I feel like I feel like they, I feel, I feel like they when when, this, when when both when both Crawford and Spencer asked about it, they kind of bounce around, it. and yeah. they say they say they say stuff like Spence said last night. It was closer than ever to me and May, and if it gets made, it's going to be made this year. I just feel like the way they're bouncing around, I feel as though it's, it's already been agreed to. It's just securing the date and when to announce it. Right. And I think you may be right. When there's a boatload of money to be made on both sides, why not do it? The promotions out. are so so detailed now. I mean, those those big level fights, um, the amount of promotion that goes into them is insane. So you figure like down to everything you're saying, like when they announce it, it's like it's go time, you know. And it's yeah, a, I mean, it's a it's a science. They've got it down, you know, for exactly how to. And it's like you can, you, they can do that with this fight. They can make it to where you can get people to be like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then the more you get that, and then it's going to be even more shocking and breaking. When they do announce it, after everybody gets to this point where, oh, it's not going to happen, they're, they're not going to fight, yada, yada, and that's, you know, boom, all of a sudden, the fight's made, they got a date, they got the arena already. It's not like it, it's not going to be said, and then they got to announce the arena and find where it's going to be, no. I think when they announce the Crawford and Spence fight, it's going to be a set date, they're going to have the the venue, the, the both fighters probably already know, so I can already see them being in camp, and they can be, they can go right into a media tour. I think it's gonna, I think I think they're, it's already set to happen. It's just they're waiting to announce it. So who do you like in that fight, Tony? Who do you like? Who are you going with? I gotta go with Crawford, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what I, Crawford. Guy. I've always said this. For me, I love the Crawford story because I felt like he 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 had he really was one. Of, he was another guy that had to get it out of the mud. But. Uh, he he just has he has like there's there's something about him that's just like a Floyd. It's, I call it the Floyd factor. Floyd had it. We don't mm-hmm. like you can say he's a great defensive fighter. You can say he's this. You can say he's that. It, but he he's had it, and that's the same thing Crawford has. It's not like he does any one thing superly impressive, but mm-hmm. he finds a way to win every time. He just he just has it, and I just feel like both fighters are are, are very are very. Uh, prone to getting hit. I think both fighters do get hit often enough in fights. So I think uh, I just personally think Crawford has more in his arsenal than Spence has. Mm. So I, I got to give him the edge in that fight. I mm. felt a lot stronger towards Crawford um, up until the Ugas fight, you know, the Spence Ugas fight. Um, Spence, I'm not surprised that he won, but I'm surprised how dominant he was. And, you know, Ugas was beat up and I just wasn't expecting that. Uh, Maybe I'm the only one. Um, But yeah, I was really shocked by that. And I love Terrence Crawford. Um, You know, I've been a huge fan of his ever since really the Gamboa fight. You know, I think like a lot Mm -hmm. of fans, that was kind of the the fight that turned me on to him. That was Uh, the fight that he wasn't supposed to win. Right. You know, everyone knew Gamboa, but not a lot of people. He wasn't. uh, Crawford wasn't supposed to win that. That was was supposed to be the fight Crawford that to put Gamboa back on back on track to where he was supposed to be after going after that layoff. And, and then uh, you, hear, kinda you hear the announcer that. in that fight too, talking about Crawford, that he's, you know, when he's turning Southpaw and stuff, basically like he's doing it, what he's doing is a mistake. And then by the end exactly. of the fight, everyone was like, wait a second. No, he's genius. Do it. like he's great at it. <laughs> right. It's like, it's, it's, it's almost like going back to the uh, Super Bowl with the Seahawks and the Patriots. That if that final play, if that final play call works, it's the greatest call ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever made. And but since it failed, it was the stupidest call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody in the stadium knew that they that 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 Seattle was going to run the ball, and they, I, they decided to pass. But because it didn't work, mm-hmm. it was the stupidest decision. 
So I feel like that, that's kind of how that, that Gamboa and Crawford was. It was a thing that was like, oh, well, you, you shouldn't be southpaw. He's getting hit, this, that, another thing. And then when he knocks him out, it's like, oh, well, yeah, that was a great great strategy, this, that, another thing. Da, 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 da. I'm like, no, you didn't think that until you seen the outcome. All I can say about this fight with Spence and uh, Crawford is, you know, assuming it happens this year, I just hope there is rematch clause, you know, at least at least one, um, because the, the fans have been waiting for this for so long. And if it is an upset, you know, if you got Spence, who became undisputed at the beginning of this year, getting the last strap, and by the end of the year, all of a sudden he loses all the belts, you know, right. Like to see him have a shot at getting him back after, you know, he did the, you know, the work to get well. Um, so that's my own personal feeling on it. I just hope there's a rematch clause because both fighters are so good. I have to imagine that no matter how it goes, it's going to be a great fight. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely has triple G Canelo vibes to where you, you, you it's a fight that you're going to want to see again. I, it's a shame there was a rematch clause in that Devin Haney Cambosis fight because I don't think anyone's interested in seeing that rematch. <laughs> See, I, I, I just I was just at the gym uh, the other day explaining this to me to the guys at the gym. I'm like, I, I get it. I get the world's like, no one wants to see that. They shouldn't do a rematch. Yada yada yada. But you got to think. You got to look at it from Cambosis' point of view. Oh yeah. How much money does he stand to gain and add to his? Is his 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 finance his financial freedom by taking that rematch by making them take the rematch? It's not about. I mean, yeah, everybody wants Campbell wants to get his titles back. Yeah, he wants to avenge that loss. But at the end of the day, he's still going. He's still he's still going to see an up an upper of two point five million for that rematch. Oh, absolutely. I'm making you. I'm I'm making you do the rematch too, no matter how how bad I look the first fight. Yep. Oh, and I think Just, Sean and I. Yeah, Sean and I were talking about this before. It was a great business decision on the part of Cambosis and his team. So give him props oh, yeah. for that. And it was all and it oh, also yeah. makes sense for Haney because for Haney, in my view, it's another easy win and an easy payday. Exactly. So, exactly. So I'm like good for them for like, yeah. Who yeah. cares if they don't who cares if you don't want to see it again? Like it's not it's not it's not you're not the one that has to, you know what I'm saying, find a way to provide for the rest, you know what I'm saying, for the next 10 years, you know what I'm saying, with right. kids and everything. So if I can, if I, I mean, and if what, like, the fight wasn't entertaining, yeah, Devin Haney outboxed him for 12 rounds, but I mean, at the end of the day, Devin Haney can go put it, Devin Haney can look at it as putting a stamp on it, like, okay, you guys, I beat him, but you you didn't think I beat him the way y'all wanted me to beat him, now I'm going to go in, I'm going to beat him a certain way. I guess and, that's and for him. Yeah, maybe if we can see him get a knockout this time, or, you know, there's... Yeah. Um, and Combosis, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna come back. He's gonna be he's gonna come back. He's gonna come back and put a, put forth a real effort. It's not gonna be like a thing where he's gonna go in there and just lay down for twelve rounds either. I just don't. Cambosis is just not that type of fighter. So mm-hmm. I think it, I think it'll be a more more entertaining fight than people are gonna give him credit for. Yeah, I think Haney is. Um, he you know, I think despite the fact that he's now undisputed, you know, I, and I know real diehard boxing fans know who he is. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it's good for him. You know, he's getting more worldwide exposure. Um, right. So, you know, yeah, the rematch, like Brian said, <laughs> you tweeted or something, Brian, like it was the most like, uh, like, what did you, how did you phrase it? You said it was. I big- think it's the most unnecessary rematch since uh, <laughs> Weston Patterson too. <laughs> that right, was another right. rematch that didn't need to happen. Just no, didn't, yeah, I mean. Need to happen. But at the same time, like you're saying, you know, it's, it's going to be, um, if we think it's going to be as easy as um, it will be for Haney, um, it'll just allow him to showcase his skills, you know, and Cambosis is mm-hmm. no pushover. I mean, you don't win undisputed by being a pushover. So you don't beat, right. you don't beat Tiafimo Lopez like how he did, you know, and just be a pushover. So no, right, uh, right, right. Nothing against him by any means. No, I, I think, uh, I think it'd be good for, I think it'd, it'd be good, a good show. I wish there had been a rematch in that fight we were talking about earlier, Hearns and Hagler. That would have been a heck of a rematch. Yeah, that would have been. Too bad that would have happened. There's a lot of fights. There's a lot of fights I think there should have been rematches that never happened. Like you got like Telefimo and, and uh, Lomachenko. There should have been a rematch. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. There should have been a rematch, but there wasn't. So, I mean, you, you, get, them, you get those fights. That. Yeah, you get some fights where you're like, okay, yeah, this should have been a rematch there, but there wasn't. 
Yeah, Loma is uh, looking to come back. So, you know, we got the the Ukrainians, right? So Polstal had lost his fight right before this Russian war with, you know, Ukraine happened. Um, and then now Usyk and Loma, they initially, it sounds like, you know, they had went and joined their their country in the military briefly. Usyk yeah. in the green light to, to go get his rematch with Joshua and defend uh, the belts. So now that looks like that's happening. Is that October? August 20th, I believe. August. It's in yeah, yeah, and it coming up soon. Yeah, that'll be a good one. And then now there is a, a, you know, posts on social media saying that Loma, I guess, has been given the green light to come back too. And maybe that's where I was thinking. October. Yeah, it's October. So, be ready to say, I think he said he'd be ready to fight in October. That'll be interesting to see who steps forward and wants to face him. Mm-hmm. The, I think uh, Shakur Stevenson wants that fight. Wow, I wouldn't be surprised, man. And I think Shakur, I think Shakur says, "Oh, I think Shakur wants that fight." Shakur is good, man. Shakur wants that fight. I think they give. I think pretty personally, they're going to give him Devin Haney. Mm-hmm. They, I can see him. I can see. I can see him giving Cambosis step aside money to make the the Loma fight. Wow, really? So you really? think that fight might not even happen? Because it, so this is the, no the rematch. I think I, I don't think it really needs to happen. I think what happens is, do you do you pay? So do you you got heaven? You got Devin Haney. Now we know no matter what happened with Lomachenko's career, Lomachenko is Bob Arum's golden boy. We know this. That's that's I feel like that's his guy. And if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the Ukraine situation and Russia situation, I think. Loma fights for the for the undisputed belt and not Devin Haney. But how Bob Aaron looks at it is, okay, cool. Well, we Loma can't fight because he has his, his situation going on, his crisis going on in this country. We'll put the belts. Let's, we'll give we'll, we have Devin Haney shot. Put the belts on Devin Haney. So now I have I have control to to, to give Devin Haney to Lomachenko because I have him under I have both of them under contract. Yeah. Yeah, much easier fight to make for sure. Right. See, so then you got the so yeah, you have the you have the Cambosis rematch clause, was supposed to take place in October, I think. And you got Lomachenko set to come back in October. You could let Haney defend the defend the titles, beat Cambosis again, and then you set up the then you set up the Loma fight. Hey Tony, when you mentioned step aside money. That made me think about, remember after the second Fury-Wilder fight, everyone was saying they should give Wilder yeah. step-aside money so Fury could face yep. Anthony Joshua. Everyone was and saying, oh, Wilder we was smart. that fight again. That. We, and, and that turned out, of course, that third fight was a classic. One of the best yeah, heavyweight was, fights yeah. we've seen in many years. So maybe you're right about Cambosis and Haney. Who knows? Sometimes he's rematches that we don't think need to happen turn into yeah. really good fights yeah so i mean like i said i mean i think i, I think whoever whoever wins that fight is fighting lomachenko next i think they give lomachenko a guy just to get him back in he dominates him and then he fights for undisputed mm-hmm. yeah i could see that especially if he you know dominates whoever he, he faces which it's not unthinkable. I mean, it's Lomachenko, man. So it just right. He's dominated. Yeah, he's dominated everybody outside of everybody fought since Telefemo. He's dominated. He dominated Nakatani. He dominated uh, uh was it not Dago, but uh, what was uh, the, what was that the African dude or Jamaican dude? He just fought. That what's his name? But he just dominated him too. The one, that he, the one that he beat that I think that was the real shocker when he was coming at, coming up was that Nicholas Walters. Man, he was a he was. A I good. thought Nicholas Walters was gonna knock him out. I know that dude was one bad dude, and I was like, but I watched him. I watched him destroy Donito, and I was like, yeah, that's a bad man. And then he went in there and just got destroyed by Lomachenko, which I was never expected. Lomachenko went on a run and beat a lot of guys. I didn't think he was going to beat personally. Yeah, he he was basically doing whatever he wanted to do for a while, and then when he fought Tiafimo, it was kind of surprising. Um, I was very shocked at how Tiafimo did in that fight. I was I was impressed. 
Yeah, I was. I, I I was pulled for to the female, but I didn't think I I didn't think he'd be able to actually do it, and he did it. That was a good fight. I thought that I thought that I me personally, I thought this should have been a rematch though. I think if I if I if, I, if I'm if I'm to the female, I would have I'm giving I'm giving him a rematch. I mean, because I mean, would you rather as to the female Lopez? Would you rather have a rematch Lomachenko? And have a loss, and if you do lose, or you either beat him again, so you put a stamp on it, like, okay, yeah, I beat this dude twice, you can't say nothing, or you can't say the first time was a fluke, or you lose it to the female, or you lose to uh, Lomachenko. But instead, you don't give Lomachenko the rematch, you fight Cambosis, and you get beat by somebody you had no business getting beat by. Yeah, he, in my mind, Got the female kind of looked bad a little bit, and... Uh... Mm-hmm. when when he said basically you know just like he wouldn't give me a rematch like you know whatever and it's just like uh maybe i mean i don't know you know if i think he would i think he personally i think lomachenko would have given it because lomachenko is one of them guys that he wants to be dominant so i think he, if, if if there would have been a situation where that oh we don't think lomachenko beat him i think lomachenko gives him a rematch and that just dominates him you raise a good point tony because even if Lopez loses that rematch, then they're one-one, right? That sets up a right. trilogy fight. And exactly. So everybody wins. Hey, what do you guys think of uh, King Kong Ortiz versus uh, uh, Andy Ruiz? I don't know. Why, I, don't know that, I don't know who I like in that fight. I, I, I think I gotta go with with uh, Ortiz. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really like. I didn't really like Andy Ruiz showing against. Uh, 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 Areola. Oh yeah, Areola. I didn't really, yeah. yeah, I didn't really like his how he looked in that fight, and he was he got rocked. And uh, yeah. Ortiz is Ortiz is the real deal. He can he he really has really good boxing ability, and he had he had Wilder out in both fights. Yeah. So I uh, I don't know if I I might I'm pulling for Ortiz in that fight. I think Ortiz is gonna be is yeah, a better I boxer. I think he can set him up and catch him. And he's coming off a nice win over uh, Charles Martin. Ortiz is. Yeah, where he, you know, yeah, where he so. dominated him. Did he knock him out like two rounds or something? He knocked like him out. It went a few rounds. Uh, you know, Martin yeah. had Martin was doing okay, but then, you know, just Ortiz sort of took it to another level and stopped yeah. him. But I agree with you. I like I like Ortiz in that fight. Um I what just, do you think uh, about these guys leaving Eddie Reynoso, you know, like Andy Ruiz and Ryan Garcia? And now it seems like uh the one common thread that you hear from uh, Canelo when people are talking to him and asking him about it, it seems like they weren't working hard, <laughs> you know, like they're not, uh, they're not working out as, as I could, I, I could see it. I mean, I, the Andy Ruiz leaving, leaving Eddie Reynoso, I'm, I, I, I don't really know what happened there, but I know I, I, I the Ryan Garcia thing, like I would have probably got rid of him too. I feel like I feel like to, in the Eddie Reynoso camp and the Canelo camp, I think you don't really. Them guys are all humble, hardworking guys, and I just didn't. I, I never really felt like Ryan Garcia fit that with his media, with his with his media, social media presence, and all his antics and everything. It's just not the it's not the Canelo Eddie Reynoso way. They're more like you know, what I'm saying Canelo, where they just not much is said or. Uh, What's the uh, Oscar Valdez where he don't say much or the little, what's the small twenty? They only got a twenty-two pounder or an eighteen pounder. Uh, Martinez, little dude, but they're all pretty quiet. I can't think of his name, but they're all pretty quiet guys, man. They don't, they don't. There's not a lot of talking. They all work. They all work their butts off. So I just never felt the. I mean, Andrew Ruiz, I felt like did his work, work I mean he you you could see it. I mean he 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 shaped up the way the way he, he was able to cut up and, and, and recompose recomposition his, his physique. He was working hard and I don't I don't know what happened in that situation, but the Ryan Garcia thing, I I figured that he'd be after he pulled out of that fight with uh was it Fortuna first time for the uh mental health issues or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just felt as though I was like, yeah, I knew he wasn't probably going to last there too much longer. Yeah, he's got uh, Joe Goosen now, uh, so that'll be interesting to see how. I think they've had one fight yeah. together. Um, yeah, you know who else is coming back? Uh, we're talking about some of these guys uh, who've been out of it for a while, or maybe who haven't seen on the big stage for a while. Adrian Broner 
the oh, yeah. the, the, problem, the, the problem the guy problem. That, man, I used to like I used to like him so much. He's doing my favorite fighters, man, and I just like I don't know what it is. He like even I I, I don't I can't like it was almost like I don't want to say there's the Malinaji fight. But then again, it kind of was a Malinaji fight that kind of un- unraveled him. Mm. And he just was never the same. He's it's weird because he was like, he don't throw he don't throw punches. He was being touted as the next Floyd Mayweather for a while there. And, and yeah, then, and when he fought, when he threw shots and fight mm-hmm. and fought. Yeah. I think he, that last fight he lost, actually. I I Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I heard. I didn't watch it. I think I watched two, two or three rounds, and I just turned it off because it's the same thing you always see. From him. He just sits there and gets punched on. Like, when, uh, I, like I don't know. I want you get punched on. When he blew uh, blew out Jason Litzow, I was yeah, I was ticked off. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I like I like Jason. You know, well, I don't know Jason as a person, but you know, uh, but I mean, I was right. a fan of his as a fighter, and to see, mm-hmm. and I know he's better than that. Um, so when he got you know knocked out of there early, I was like, man, that was ticked. Um, but then when you saw Maidana just own Broner, I was like, man, that was beautiful. When he dropped him and and I thought Broner showed a lot of heart in that fight. What was that? Like, I thought Broner showed a lot of heart in that fight. Oh, like, he did. Even even after the uh, up until the to me, you could up argue until he was the back and winning uh, the that's what I'm saying. Up until up until the eighth until, until the second knockdown. Up until that second knockdown, I thought Broner was showing a strong showing. He was starting to out, he was starting to find his rhythm, and he was outboxing. I thought he, I thought he was up on the cards at that point, or he's back in the fight. It kind of reminds and me then, of uh, Maidana actually his loss to Khan, where um, you know he got knocked down and then uh, ended up I thought coming back and was winning the fight, you know, versus Khan yeah, towards the end. I thought yeah. it was similar with Broner getting knocked down and then coming back and probably winning towards the end, but not enough. No, I think that second that second knockdown is what did it. Once he uh once he got dropped in the eighth, I was like, yeah, it's he just he's not coming back from that. So <laughs> the hey dog, shut up. <laughs> yeah, guys, little kids are coming over, I think, right now. I'm gonna probably have to mute myself. I was gonna ask you uh, about um the Iowa amateurs, Tony, and if maybe you were going down there at all, or is your camp kind of occupying your time so you're not able to go down there and uh, to be at the, you know, the Iowa Golden Gloves at all? Uh, as far as I know, I think I don't know if the Iowa Golden Gloves, if they had a Golden Gloves this year, I think they, uh, because I'm, I'm pretty sure they sent uh, a few fighters out to Wisconsin for the Golden Gloves. Actually, there's some guys from uh, uh, Davenport that are fighting for the uh, for Wisconsin Golden Gloves. So I don't think Iowa held theirs this year. Oh, right on. Yeah, I saw Wisconsin. Yeah, a lot of our fighters. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of our fighters right now are young. We don't really have a, too many senior fighters. We have a lot. We have a lot of like good youth fighters coming up, but we don't have enough uh, senior guys yet. So I kind of was in that last that last group of senior guys to come out of Iowa for the gloves. So I think they're the Golden Gloves will be postponed for a few years until the our younger generation down there gets gets to gets to that age. Did so I think ever, there's a couple uh, guys. You, you were telling us before, like in one of our previous interviews, that you were going to give uh, Sean Clerkin the updated Iowa uniform for a firehouse because he's got the, all the awesome Golden Glove uniforms. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Once again, if you've never been to the firehouse gym, go there. It is a museum, basically, for Minnesota boxing for yeah. and, and Golden Gloves. And he's got, like, all the different uniforms for the different uh, regions, you know, up and framed and everything. And you were saying he had the old one for Iowa and you were going to get him the new one. Yeah. I actually did. It's hanging up in It's hanging up in there nice. now. I got. It's up there. I got a picture. It's, it's up there with a picture of me. I signed it in a shadow frame. Nice. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good, man. I did actually get that to him. Awesome. That's cool. Well, that's about all. Yeah. I've got Brian. I mean, we've been talking his ear off. Um, yeah. One, I guess the one last thing I wanted to ask um, about the Hinkley show, um, bringing it all back together. You know, mm. we're going to be talking to some of the other fighters um, on the card, and <laughs> I believe Corey Rapiz is going to actually be joining us this time around if we can squeeze them in. Uh, come on, Ella. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not too mad at her, though, because my sister is moving to Texas. She's getting married, and I believe they're leaving tomorrow. And these dogs are my oh. buddies. Even though she's she's barking and causing me a problem right now, I still love this dog. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I'll be missing her. Um, but no, I was asking about Corey, uh, Corey Rapiz. Um, how well do you know Corey and, uh, you know, and the team up there, the, you know, the Mille Lacs band of Ojibwe, you know, have you met any of them, you know, who are involved in putting the shows on for Hinkley? Um, and, you know, just it, can you tell us about the experience of fighting up there? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I've, 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 I've worked with uh, Corey Rapiz a few times now. Uh, he's, uh, he's been, uh, he's been, a. Uh, uh, a big help for uh, progress in my career. I know him and Eric have uh, been been uh, put their heads together to to get me in situations in certain fights, man. So yeah, shout out to uh, Corey Pease and Pease Boxing, man, for uh, all the help and efforts they've he's gave to get me to where I am now. But yeah, they they put on great shows at the Hinkley. I, I enjoy going up there. I think they're real professional. Everything always runs smooth. Never no issues. Never no complications. So I, I I actually really enjoy fighting at the Inkley. I think it's, uh, it's always a great time. I love the shows up there. I'm looking forward to seeing how the uh, top rank uh, production is going to look up there. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty cool, pretty great. Having the, all the lights and the sound system that that top rank will probably bring it'd be it'd be crazy. But no, uh, them guys they're always putting on a great show. Um, Corey P is a great matchmaker, a great great promoter, and. Uh, I, I enjoy working with him every time I've worked with him. Hey, there's the there's the pup. How old is she? I'm I'm holding her right now just so she can try and calm down. <laughs> She's freaking out. <laughs> nice dog. Hey Tony, I just have one one last question for you, real quick. We're less than two weeks out now from the fight. What point do you start to move into kind of that cool down period where you just wanna sort of rest and replenish for the fight and and make sure that you have uh you know you 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 you'd start to tap the brakes a little bit on the hard training and i ask this because i have i have two daughters who are competitive swimmers and one of my daughters had a meet uh just on saturday morning and they were hitting it really hard in practice friday night before the meet <laughs> and i know they're two very different sports but i'm thinking to myself man don't tire these kids out just before the meet <laughs> right but what do you how do you approach that as a boxer uh just in the days before the fight um so i got we got two weeks left coming into this i got this week coming up and then I got fight week. So what do I, what, how would it look for me? I got one more hard week. So I got two days of sparring left. And I got three hard days of strength conditioning. It's supposed to be a real heavy week for me. Mm-hmm. So we got one, one more week of really, of really, really hard work. And then starting sun, set, Sunday, I'll start mine. I'll start my cut. So I'll start cutting my weight. That's when mm-hmm. I'm going to dropping the rest of the rest of what I got left to cut. And just kind of resting, and now we're and then come fight week, we're just going through the motions. So Monday will be going through the motions, touching touching the pads, doing stuff just to get me sweating, just to get me getting away, just to start cutting this water out. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be and just progressively less and less until we get to fight, until we get to wins on Friday. So we we usually fight week's usually my cool down week. That'll be the week that I start to slow down on everything. It's just going through the movements, tightening little things doing little strategy things working on little things like that but nothing too strenuous and too heavy just enough to get get me sweating get me going and get my get to get the last little bit of weight we got to get off of. but yeah no this this will be this will be my last hard week coming up okay. i got a pretty tough week actually not gonna uh, so i'm not really looking forward to it strength <laughs> condition is gonna be strength and condition is gonna be very uh strenuous for the, the next three sessions i got and then we'll, we'll probably hit it pretty hard uh tomorrow at practice and then mm-hmm. sparring Wednesday and sparring Saturday my last two sparring sessions will spar pretty hard mm-hmm. try to get the last get last little kinks out develop our our last little little bit of strategy things and who are you sparring with some... uh for this camp I've been sparring with uh Caleb Truax uh Cruz Stewart and uh Garrett uh, Garrett Neal, one of the amateurs, he'll be fighting at the Golden Gloves. Knowledge Johnson, he'll be he'll be fighting at the Golden Gloves as well. Uh, yeah, I've been sparring with those guys, so that's who my main sparring partners have been Caleb and Cruz. Though, pretty cool. Cruz just had a fight recently, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, 
you've got some pretty good sparring there it sounds like so good luck to oh, you. Yeah. good luck to you tony um looking forward to the matches and looking forward to seeing you in the ring as always for sure man i appreciate you thanks for having me again like always always a good time talking to you guys absolutely yeah, thanks for joining us sorry for the poor audio and the dog in the background for those listening <laughs> but uh, uh yeah uh, definitely a good time talking to you, Tony. We are super excited, uh, you know, for the fights and um, look forward to talking to you in person and, uh, you know, seeing what's next. Like I said, I mean, you've been on a fast track. You, we talked to you and, you know, many different times and about the, the pace that you've been on. You've been on a really good pace, um, which yeah, is we've been uh, busy. So, yeah, keep it up, man. Stay healthy. Keep grinding. And uh, we'll see you at the fights, dude. Yeah, sure, man. Can't wait to can't wait to put on show for you guys, man. Thanks again. Thanks again for having me.